Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Hill Pursuit Podcast, episode four. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. What's up, Mitch? How's it going? Going good, man. How are you? Doing good. Um, so you're outside today, huh? Yeah, just a little caveat to the episode. I uh, had to take take the episode outside today, so if listeners hear some wind or some uh, unexpected birds or dogs. It's just the it's just the neighborhood. So <laughs> it's just a beautiful uh, January eighteenth, twenty twenty one day to be outside. Now they now not everybody listening can see you, but I can see that you're bundled up, and it's I'm loving it because I'm just nice and cozy in my tank top in my basement. But, um, yeah, no, it's not too bad. I tell you, it was like sunshine, blue skies this morning, and kind of rolled in some overcast here. So yeah. it's not bad, though. All right, well, let's just let's dive into it. Thanks for listening. If you're uh, if you're out there, um, this is Hill Pursuit Podcast, episode number four. And you guys can continue following along, however you are right now. But um, if you're looking for some other options, we have a website, hillpursuit.com. Um, the podcast itself, you can access on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. Um, there's also links to the most recent podcast episodes all over the website. And what's really cool about the website is we also have a daily blog that gets posted by either, either me or Mitch. We kind of just rotate that around. So check out the blog, check out the podcast on the website. And um, we also have some social media on Facebook and Instagram, just at Hill Pursuit. So check all that stuff out. Um, Last episode, we talked a little bit about, well, we started off with um, some listener comments, right? Some, yeah, we did. And you know, that's, that's really cool stuff. I love that we did that. And just another quick second, just to remind you if you're listening to find us somewhere um you can send us an email um hillpursuit.gmail.com or you can just comment on any of those platforms um that we just mentioned so find us listen subscribe like whatever you need to do follow us on social media leave some comments right let's chat a little bit we'd love to take a few minutes at the start of all of these and um just have a conversation about what you guys are um, you know, contributing to this, to this world. Right. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so I don't know what's, what's going on. What's new with you, Mitch, anything? Not too much. I had a, uh, had a good weekend, just went on a little hunt down here. Yeah. Turned in more, yeah. turned in. We talked about that a little bit. My hunt turned in more of a scouting mission and, and okay, a good little workout having yeah, got yeah. myself. Okay. You, you can't just say that now you have to explain. You got to give us a little bit more context because well, it's probably, I'm probably going to write a blog about it. So yeah. I kind of have one kind of in the works already, but quick rundown is uh, was hunting somewhere where I just recently scouted with my dad and kind of got myself tied up in a swamp and uh multiple times like about waist up i didn't have uh waders on or anything luckily i did have uh i had rain pants on and my gaiters over my boots so that helped a little bit but uh i mean i think the best story part was like had like a little bit of a i wouldn't say i think a river is too much to say but a good stream and 
I try wading across it, but I quickly realized there was no bottom. Um, so I had I had a I had a tree that I tried scaling across so three quarters of the way across and it starts breaking on me. So I made like half ditch efforts to get as close to uh, a, a dry landing as I could. But like I said, I'm gonna, I have our blog already handwritten out, so um, I'm going to type it up for it. I think I think the the first big purchase of hill pursuit is going to be a drone that just follows you around and takes video of you constantly that's the first thing i say that's the first thing i when i tell you i um i'm I, did you get a good picture or video i'm like you know i would have loved to but i my near I, my phone i had to take my phone was drenched i have an otter box and i i totally forgot my phone was in my pocket and i take it out it was totally submerged so I did not lose that. <laughs> oh man, we're getting a drone. We're getting a drone. Uh, fully charged, 365 days a year, following you around nonstop, just like a solid 15 feet above you, 15 feet up, <laughs> five, five, 10 feet back, just following you around. <laughs> cool. Oh cool. man. Anyway, I can't, it, so. I can't wait to read that blog. I know. I know that was probably an awesome an awesome experience that we're all looking forward to reading. So anyway, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Well, cool. So today we have a pretty cool topic. I like this topic um, related to traveling because I was traveling as well this weekend. And, you know, we try to come up with these, at least for the podcast, we try to come up with these topics organically, right? We like that, that term, but I was, I was traveling. I've I had been traveling a couple weeks. Um, you traveled a lot lately. Yeah. And, and it, you know, finding time to train and what training should look like or could look like when you're traveling, I think is, is a pretty important topic um, to discuss. And now, excuse me, especially for me, now that I have two little girls, you know, it, it becomes a lot more complicated than, mm -hmm. just, you know, bring bring all these little toys and wake up whenever you want fully rested and you know go play around in the backyard <laughs> and throw stuff around you know that's not I'm not able to really do that anymore so I just wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit and maybe just shed some light on what it's like for me and I know you have some really cool key points and perspectives that um, we can talk about too but how about just right off the bat, just like a generic question. So I traveled for, let me think back the number of days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, about four, well, let's say four solid days. I had the possibility to train slash exercise workout for about four days. Um, three and a half ish, I guess is comfortable, but um, should I train when I travel? Generic question. What do you, you know, where you want to go with that? Should we even try to train when we travel? We talked about it a little bit before we mentioned the podcast that we were going to go here with the podcast. And we kind of looked at it, I think, is there's so many routes you can look at it as. And I think one big point is where are you at in your current training? Yeah. You know, um, what are you training for? Do you have a big event coming up? Or can you just take that time to maybe just relax and use it as a little bit of a break? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's a 
right. And as I was, as I was driving home today, even I had a conversation with my wife about this because I was, I, you know, I'm reflecting on the days that I had available to train or exercise. I really, I'd say I trained maybe once and I exercised like one and a half days, I guess is, or sessions, I guess is a, a good way to put that. But, um, mm-hmm. looking back, you know, I could have done significantly more, but I didn't really need to do significantly more because of where I'm at, at least with my training. So just another little side story with the blog, I kind of like this about our blog is it looks, you know, some days you can tell I'm writing it. Some days you can tell Mitch is writing it. And, and for me, I recently wrote that I'm about two weeks out from starting a huge block, a huge training block. So for me, I'm not in the middle of, you know, I'm not in the middle of high intensity, high volume, anything at all. Um, I'm really just moving and having fun right now. Uh, you know, my base is, is built and I'm just maintaining and I'm ready to ramp it up. You know, that's me. Um, now don't get me wrong. I have a lot of travel planned during this upcoming humongous block. And I've also been traveling in the past during, um, you know, big training blocks as I'm sure you have. So it it becomes the, you know, there's a couple different scenarios here. Like for me, when just most recently, I didn't really have to stress about it. You know, um, my big training block coming up is, is for my Ironman. I'm starting an eight month build towards an Ironman and I'm starting it in two weeks. And, you know, it's going to start, you know, you know how this starts off when you're this far out. It's not like I need to be doing anything insanely specific to, you know, let's call it sports specificity, I guess, but I don't have obviously going to become more specific as you get closer. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that too. I kind of, I like that we're doing this because I'm going to use, we're going to use this platform. I'm going to talk about what I'm doing. You're going to talk about what you're doing. We're going to talk about it as it's changing, as we're building towards our, you know, whatever we want to call it, a competition, a hunt, mm-hmm. a run, a race, whatever, What you know, we'll talk about it. So for me, I'm starting off and it's going to be very, very general for a while. Um, but I'm not even at the general phase yet. I'm just doing base building right now. So um, for me, when I travel, the only thing I really focus on taking is a pair of running shoes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, that's, that's really all I need to, to take with me. Now, if I were to travel for two weeks at a time, I would take more, you know, don't get me wrong. I would take, I would take more and do a lot more than just run. Mm-hmm. But, um, now that I'm, you know, in such a, a base phase, and I'm not traveling for a crazy amount of time, running shoes is really all I need. Um, I got in a decent, you know, uh, body weight session, doing some stuff in the driveway, sun's coming up in the background, loved it, loved that stuff, that type of training, that time of day. Um, Got a nice little jog in with the dog, Um, actually had planned and didn't really do it, but had planned um, a small hike with my daughter and, my oldest daughter and my, um, brother-in-law and his, and his boys. So, um, had plans for that kind of fell through, didn't really end up happening, I guess, fully, but, um, that's the kind of stuff that I like to do when I travel. I don't have anything crazy planned. 
small little hike in the back, um, a little jog around the neighborhood with the dog, you know, a walk with the family, things like that. I keep it super simple, maybe some body weight work. Um, but I've definitely been traveling in massive blocks before as well, where don't get me wrong. I've gone to bed having reserved my, my lane at the pool and got up with specific intentions to swim 2,400 meters at the pool. That's 25 minutes away. You know what I mean? Like in specific intervals. So I've, I've had very specific types of training while traveling before, but thankfully for me, I didn't this time. What about you? Where are you at with your travel and training? Well, I th- like you said, there's a time and place, I think, to be specific. And you, and I'm not trying to get personal too much, but you are visiting family, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, exactly. So you're out visiting family. So obviously you're not real specific in terms of your training. So you can kind of afford to maybe do some things that maybe you enjoy and also gives you time. I mean, you traveled for a reason to go see family. So, you know, I, I never want to be one of the, or sometimes it's hard to be one of the people, oh, he, we, we don't see him. He's always working out, you know, um, but I mean, there's a time and place, like you, like you said, if you were a couple, like a month out from your Ironman, then maybe your, your time and place would have been a little bit different and you would have had to come out, cut out some more time. But for now, you know, you, you were able to balance getting a little bit of work done and also enjoying that time with your family. And I think we can't forget that. And for me right now, I've, uh, I would say I traveled a little bit for the holidays, uh, so some of my stuff is I'll use some of the things I like to do when I'm away for like my, my, my maybe exercise. So if I'm back home with my folks, um, my dad and I will get down on our property and uh, we'll walk that a little bit together, kind of doing some checking some deer cameras or maybe I'll, I'll walk my driveway. I have a cousin who and he, uh, he has a pretty decent garage gym and I'll, uh, I won't do my program necessarily. I'll just go down and, uh, we'll pick something for the day and kind of have fun. Maybe we just work out to a heavy triple in the squat or something like that. You know, something I don't get to do when I'm home. So, yeah. So, okay. Since I love the garage gym, I used to have a garage gym. I think I've had a garage gym in like three different places that I've lived and I had one at my house now and I kind of still do, but I only have like very minimal functional equipment anymore. I don't really have like big, I don't have barbells anymore. I don't have steel or bumper plates or anything, but I used to have racks and bars and plates and bumpers and everything. Now I just have like small functional toys, but I love the garage gym. So here's a question. If you're, let's say in your program, you were, you know, you just mentioned a heavy triple in the squat. Let's say you had actually planned a heavy single double triple in like an overhead press. Cause I know you just mentioned that's part of your big, that's one of your big three lifts. In in a recent blog, you talked about that. Um, Let's say there's nothing to overhead press. Like, what are you doing instead? Are you going to, are you just going to hit like similar movement patterns or muscle groups? Like, what are you going to try to do instead? Or do you literally just throw it out the window and say, eh, I can squat because I'm not sore. Like, I'll just squat. Like, what do you, where do you go with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to go out and find a gym most of the time if I'm just out visiting family. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do that. But say, I, say I'm say i at home and I uh, it was a day to overhead press and I don't have that access. Yeah, I'll do something different. 
you know, and if I, I'll, as you said, if you're not sore, you want to squat, yeah, I'll squat. You know, I have no problem. I don't think I'm not going to get worked up because of that. I'm the same. So, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I think it's, I think you, I think you get too nitpicky. It takes the, it takes the fun out of it when you are gone. And you also have to look, I think we, we touched upon this too, you and I is trap. When you travel, you have to look at how long are you going to be gone? What are you going to have access to? And like, you have to look out in a long-term way. How often are you going to be traveling in the next five months, half a year? Are you traveling for, is it more of a pleasure thing? Or are you, are you a business person that you live on the road? Yeah. And if you're, if you are a business person that lives on the road, well, then you, you might have to come up with some sort of program that works for you yeah. and maybe shop around for some gyms because that's, that's your lifestyle, you know? Yeah. I can imagine that'd be a very difficult lifestyle. And I know that people do it and they still achieve some awesome success with, races, um, lifts, um, getting stronger, faster. You know, I know that people definitely see a lot of success, even having that lifestyle. I just, man, that would be so hard. That would just be so hard to, you know, get on a plane two or three times a week, Oh yeah. you know, to, to, for, for a meeting or to get to an office or something and just, that type of travel, at least for me, takes so much out of you, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I almost can't even imagine what that's like, you know, and I'm thankful for that, that I don't know what that's like, but, um, I think it's, it's, I never lived that life. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, but one thing I go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I cut you off there. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think, um, that's, that's, uh, that lifestyle is even more, um, even more necessary to have a coach, you know, when you live, um, you know, when you live a lifestyle that requires you to travel multiple times a week, a month, whatever, all throughout the year, mm-hmm. you need a coach to see your stress, to see, um, your availability when you're in your home gym, if you're only at home two days a week or three days a week and you, you plan to work out those three days, you like, you need someone else's eyes to help you figure that out because that, that life, that person has to be so stressed with going all over the place. Like, don't you think, I mean, that has to be so hard. Well, that's kind of where I was going. Um, yeah. and- kind of cool you kind of took it right from there like i was going to say is if you know you're going to be gone five say you're traveling for a month where you're gone the entire week you're going to be home on the weekend you know bank those two days where you're going to get two solid sessions in you you kind of you're in your home turf and then from that point from that point maybe come up with something that you can guarantee you'll do at least two to three times during the week when you're gone and i agree with the whole coaching thing is I think they can see the bigger picture and it takes the thought out of that person too. They're not there thinking about it constantly. It's, Oh, it's on paper. I got what I'm doing. So. Yeah. And then I don't know you want to, and then sleep is another huge factor too. When you kind of get into the whole traveling um, realm. Yeah. Sleep is sleep is a whole nother world that, um, you know, you don't really realize how important sleep is until, until you realize that you needed more of it, (laughs) you know, um, 
So for me, (laughs) for me, I have two little girls now and we took two trips this holiday season um, to see family and, you know, not crazy long trips. We're not getting in planes or anything. We're, you know, um, just a few hours on the, on the road, but um, it's a whole nother world of, of stress and sleep and, and being rested and, you know, um, get just getting children in the car can take an hour. <laughs> it can take so long. Sometimes it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're new at, we're new at two children at two young children, right? I only have, I have a five week old. That's my youngest. So, um, you know, traveling with her, ironically, she's probably, she's the easier one. My older daughter is, is not, not the best in the car. So, um, that presents its own challenges, but, but yeah, once you're, once you're wherever you're going, having these two little girls is, uh, or two little kids, whoever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it changes everything, whether or not you're sleeping. So the, um, you know, a couple weekends ago, there were, what was it? I'm big into college football. So I watched the national championship. And then the next night was, um, the, there was some NFL football on, I think something like that, which I'm not huge into, but I still like watching it. So I stayed up till, um, past midnight, like two nights in a row. I never, never do that ever. Like I'm the, I'm the guy that's asleep by eight 30. If everybody, like if, if the night is over, I'm going to bed, you know, I like, getting, I like you're, bun- you're bundled in, you're bundled in by eight o'clock, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, if everybody's asleep, my girls are asleep, me and my wife look at each other and we're like dozing off. Heck yeah. I am going yeah. down, you know? And because why not? What, you know, I've never been someone to be super productive late at night anyway. So, um, I don't even, I don't even yeah. try to, you know, I, I, I get up early and I start, I start fast and hard or as early as I can. So that's what I, that's what I'm into. But, um, anyway, there was a recent night or two nights where I got little to no sleep and I had, <laughs> I blogged about this. So if you're reading the blog, you already know what I'm saying, but I had an FTP test on my calendar, the, you know, max power, 20 minutes, um, as hard as you can for 20 minutes on my calendar. And I had got, I, I went to bed at like 1230 or so I got up for the day, like 430, something like that. But I was up for about 30 to 45 minutes in the middle of the night because my youngest was squawking. And, you know, of course I'm not, I'm not the one that my youngest daughter really wants. So it's not that I'm, you know, it's not that I'm getting um, physically exhausted in the middle of the night, but I am awake sometimes. So I got less than four hours of sleep, which I know some of you listening probably do that regularly, which is insane to me, but that was way different, way, way different for me. And then I woke up and I had my FTP scheduled and there was, there was a second where I was like, okay, I probably should not do this FTP because I'm, I'm just completely drained. Um, back to back nights of like no sleep and working a lot. And then, 
um, you know, here we go on the calendar, the hardest thing that basically the hardest thing that I, I have on my calendar. Um, and I still did it. And I don't, I don't necessarily recommend that, but for me personally, <laughs> I see you're laughing for me personally, I like doing that test or other tests like it when you know you're not going to do well because it becomes a whole nother mental battle. Um, I think you learn a lot from those experiences. Um, So for me, I know that I 100% need to get that sleep. I need that sleep. Um, You you know, if, if you're getting that sleep, but you're overly fatigued somewhere else, like you're stressed out or you're, you know, you've been overworking your shoulders or you have some type of manual labor job and, you know, you're sore somewhere else. Do you do the test? Do you, do you do your max out lift? Maybe not, but if you do and you fail, you're going to learn from it. You're going to learn, you know, maybe, um, what you could change within just your lifestyle habit to do better next time. Or, you know, so I knew I wasn't going to like PR my FTP. Okay. Work my butt off. I still got my heart rate super, super high and I worked hard, you know, and that gave me a good snapshot of what, um, what the ideal lifestyle scenario is for me to perform well, because that wasn't it, you know? So when I, you know, if you extrapolate that out to a few days on the road, when you're traveling, look, you're with family, you're up later than normal. You're taking care of the kids. It's a lot more stress than normal. Some good stress, some bad stress, of course, you know, with the kids and the, everybody's running around, you got to keep them from hitting each other and all that stuff. But, um, you know, you learn, you learn from those other experiences that, okay, when you travel, you're not going to be setting records, you know, just, just be active and move around. You know, if it's a walk family, awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say a big one for me when I travel, whether I'm in a plane where I'm in, I'm driving is my mobility. I can feel my mobility goes to the, goes to the tank, the bottom of the tank. And that's, uh, I'll try to get some mobility work in maybe before I go to bed or when I get up in the morning, just some real simple stuff. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know, just something maybe to open up my hips open up my uh, lower back, my mid back, maybe get a little, if, if I have a foam roller or sometimes I'll keep a lacrosse ball in my bag where I'll get that on my hips and just do that. Cause at the very least it, it keeps my, uh, it keeps me opened up. That's, that's probably one of the biggest things I see when I travel for my own personal, um, my personal training. Yeah. Um, now that you bring that up, I, we should probably talk about yoga sometime. Okay. How do you feel about yoga? Do you do yoga? I'm not saying I'm like a, I practice yoga, um, but I think probably some of the movements that I do are probably definitely are implemented in yoga. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never be the one to say like, this is perfect yoga form. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably see, you I mean, you know me, you could probably picture me trying to do some yoga. I mean, you're laughing right now. So uh, actually one thing this weekend uh, or this week, I'm hoping uh, try to get back into some jujitsu classes starting Wednesday night. Nice. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And that in itself just kind of keeps you opened up. Oh, yeah. um, so Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll touch base upon that next week, but yeah, yoga is definitely great. And I definitely do put some of that 
I think in some of my warm up movements, but it's not like I'm sitting there doing a whole yoga tape. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think if you've ever been active, you know, in some sort of organized sport, or if you're in the field at you know at all in any capacity, you probably implement a lot of position like yoga positions. Absolutely. You know, without even really knowing it, and mm-hmm. um, I recently I'm trying to do it with a little more regularity and free and um consistency i guess but um i haven't been super successful with the consistency but i have done it a few times you know the past month to two months and i really enjoy it and i don't it's not like i think i'm um you know breaking any barriers of my you know mobility or anything but Mm. i love it for the you know the mental relaxation as well like Mm -hmm. a a literal yoga class like with an instructor is what I mean and like it it's definitely very relaxing you know I'm I'm not someone who could ever professionally teach or coach a yoga class no way Mm -hmm. I've been to a class or two it's it's uh like you said, the mental aspect is, it's pretty yeah. neat when you're done. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what they, you know, these, you know, instructors are able to, you know, bring you mental clarity and, and help you relax and de-stress and all that stuff. I mean, it's really, it's really something. And I think it's really valuable. I was trying to do it about like once a week and I was doing it for a little bit, but I got off that train, um, just, just a little bit, not, not create, not too far off or anything. And I, I still see the value in it. And I think it's even more important when you're, um, when you're in the middle of like high volume, high intensity stuff, Yeah. because there is so much, um, there's so much fatigue that you experience through those big blocks that, you know, you almost need that. Um, you need to like bring it back home and, um, you know, refresh mentally as well um in the middle of those humongous blocks i think it's just super important to do that and take care of yourself mentally and um you know if you're writing your own program if you have a high stress job if you you know you're not getting great sleep you know think of all these different stressors right um it's easy to let the smallest thing just become another another um you know, needle on the haystack where, where you're just adding and adding and adding to this stress. And it may just be something very, very small, but, um, unless you refresh mentally, um, you know, and of course there's that whole neurological component that we need, we need to refresh, um, the neuromuscular system. And I just think it's really important to do that. Um, a lot of people don't see it for what it, for its true value. People probably just see it for, I'm just going to stretch for a half hour, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's great too, though. Like, why is that a bad thing? You know, so go do yoga, (laughs) I'm making a pitch for yoga because I think it's really valuable for the mobility. Obviously I think it's super valuable for any type of recovery, you know, muscular, neuromuscular, um, neurological. And then of course, just a mental overall mental emotional recovery. I think, especially in those big blocks, like throw some yoga in once or twice, once or twice a month, even, you know, give yourself a break. 
And that takes discipline too, because for me, on, a, on yeah. my level, and when I train, it's if the first thing's gonna go, it's gonna be my mobility. When at the end of the day, that probably should be the last thing to go, because that's ultimately what's gonna keep us healthy yeah. and yeah. be able to perform. So it's having the discipline, and it doesn't your whole. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. It could be one or two movements you start with there, and kind of take it from there. And uh, like everything, everything comes at one bite at a time. Yeah, I know we're we're. We're at the end anyway, but real quick, I wrote about this in a blog forever ago, but imagine this with yoga. Let's say you extend your, let's say you extend your stride length through yoga, like literally your physical stride length when you're running, but you maintain your stride frequency. So steps per minute, strides per minute. You're going to go, you're going to go farther in the same amount of time. Cause your stride yeah. length is increased. You know, you can do that with flexibility and mobility training. You can mm-hmm. increase your stride length. Now, th- is that going to happen? Is that guaranteed to happen? No, it's not a guarantee, but um, conceptually you can do that. You can work to do that, you know, uh, become more efficient at, at given intensities with, um, with running specifically, not to mention, um, hip mobility and hip knee ankle mobility with any type of triple extension movement in the weight room. Absolutely. You know, the safety that comes with that type of mobility. I mean, it's, it's very important. It's very important. Every athlete needs to be flexible and have good mobility. And if, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete listening and you're not doing some type of flexibility, mobility, you should be, we should talk about that one all by itself sometime. Oh, that could be a whole other podcast on its own. Yeah. But anyway, for now, um, we're going to wrap this one up today. Um, don't forget to keep following along with the blog, um, the website, hillpursuit.com. Guys, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email us, hillpursuit at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram at hillpursuit. And don't forget this podcast streams on. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Tell your friends to listen. It looks like you guys probably are telling your friends. We're getting some um, some pretty good traffic to the website. I like to see that. And um, we're getting some more downloads and uh, subscriptions across those platforms. So if you're out there listening, keep doing what you're doing. Like, like what we're doing. Share what we're doing. We would love that. And we want to hear from you too. What else you got, Mitch? Yeah, it can be about any training experience. I mean, if we'll, I'll take I'll, we'll take anything up like outdoor experiences, anything active uh, we want to hear about and uh, just keep a comment. I'm, we're definitely having a good time doing it and learning as we go as well. So uh, this does it for uh, episode number four and uh, we'll be back next time. Cool. Sounds good. See you later.